Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Check Your Six podcast. I am joined once again by my co-host Syntax. How's it going this week? Uh, pretty good. It's been pretty busy for me. How about yourself? Uh, it's definitely been busy trying to get ready for my trip out to Boston next week. Uh, get, got to write a speech, and I'll probably be up until like one or two trying to make some more progress <laughs> on that tonight. Um, but there's that. So if you're out in Boston or in that area for PAX next weekend, or if you're going to the College Esports Expo, I'll be there doing a talk there. So you'll be able to see me, talk with me. I'll be around probably doing a podcast with Emerson College and Northeastern Universities while I'm out there. So that'll be a lot of fun. First time on site for them um, or really anyone other than University of Washington. So that's really exciting. Um, but yeah, I got to get ready for all of that, uh, which I'm totally not really ready for talking in front of a room of people. That's been a while since I've had to do that. <laughs> you know, um, funny thing is, is, uh, you know, I, I personally have never had a problem with talking in front of people. Uh, I mean, I did it as a job, uh, in the Marine Corps for, you know, so many years, but, uh, um, did you know? that in the world in the world the number one fear is uh public speaking with death being number two so people would rather die than public speak and i think that is just hilarious that is hilarious i'm not that bad i'll, I'll admit i'm not that bad i mean most of my job i end up giving talks and stuff but it's like 10 12 people i'm I'm hoping I get 10, 12 people to come to my panel. Like that'd be a success for me. And I mean, <laughs> I've been doing this long enough that I'm comfortable with it, but like people are coming to hear my words of wisdom and that's just kind of weird. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're going to start with pro league news, North American pro league news uh, outside of we're number one, we're number one. <laughs> outside of that, the only news that I've seen and which Syntax mentioned is with TSM. Why don't you lead us down that road? So first off, right now, I know that the whole, um, you know, Pro League as a whole, you know, every nation included is kind of going through a roster shuffle right now. And you know, people on Twitter saying, you know, NA, the NA roster shuffle is crazy right now. I don't, you know, I don't know how much of a troll that is by the bigger people. If there's not many changes going on, if they just want people to get scared or excited or whatnot, I don't know. But um, the only thing that, that has actually happened at this moment is that TSM dropped their coach. Uh, his name is Bagels, Bagel. Um, now, I know Bagel was... He, I don't know if he was, you know, an official coach. I know he kind of um, casually slipped into the roster um, at one point because I remember going, you know, I, I'd followed Bagel for a while when he was part of END and then he went to uh, the MKers and then he and then he finally casually just kind of slipped under the rug into TSM. And everyone's like, who is this guy? He's like, oh, I'm the coach. And everyone's like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't even know who was the coach. Um, and he <laughs> kind of came in during nationals. I think he might have been kind of like a, a, tri like a trial basis coach slash interim. Um, but he came in to TSM during nationals. And he played through uh, 
through uh, all the way through SI, obviously. Um, and you know, he he made. I mean, I don't know if you know he himself made TSM, but you know, under his guidance, TSM, you know, is top of pro league and made an, an incredible run at SI. And then for him to get just dropped as a coach right after SI is kind of mind boggling. And, you know, everyone in the, in the community is kind of up in arms about that. It's like, everyone kind of loved this guy. And I, you know, from what it seemed like in, in pictures and stuff, the team really, really liked him. Um, and for TSM to kind of put out a statement, you know, and say like, Oh, his personality didn't mesh well. Like we hope we wish him the best and everything is, is a very, um, just the the basic copy pasta explanation you can give uh for dropping someone off the roster um who knows what the real reason was um but i still think it was a a, a bad decision on their part to just drop him like that all of a sudden but that's the only thing yeah. that's gone on with pro league yeah i mean for i mean you called it when they picked up pojo man and said that they were going to be a force to be reckoned with because of how they had even played previously like you saw a pickup on where the roster had been weak and then but you knew the staff behind them you knew that the structure behind them was there so for them to drop a coach after such a successful first half of, or first like two-thirds of pro league season 11 and then for such an amazing run at si like to me that reads like something happened at or after si that is probably just unsavory enough that they chose not to keep that going or have anything to deal with that like there could have been a huge like kerfuffle or scuffle or whatever afterwards some tempers flaring and then just kind of damage done and someone didn't want to deal with it basically um which I mean, in this really kind of wild west world of people don't exactly know what their contracts are all the time, or they just don't know how to instill a, kind of that professional coach level of um, of integrity, or just like how these organizations are really organic and everyone's still trying to figure them out. I could see this just being like an event that was just like, we don't know what to do. We're just going to cut clean and try and try and avoid as much as we can mm-hmm. um also it could have been um a situation to where they realized they just didn't need him maybe he wasn't really maybe he wasn't even really doing much maybe the players are just you know synchronizing that well and they just know what to do and maybe they realized they didn't need a coach and, and it, it just wasn't a um a, you know unnecessary you know uh payroll so they, they just they just dropped the coach altogether i, I still to. think that was a dumb idea but you know i can see the 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 logic behind it i'm trying to think back to si like when you saw um space station space station gaming play and you saw lichen behind them i can't mm-hmm. remember if i saw a coach behind tsm they didn't have one so where was bagel um well no okay so gotcha was the coach for tsm for a while remember that and then oh, yeah. they dropped a jarvis and then 
Gotcha can't win in as a player. And then they didn't actually have like a designated coach for a long time. Do you remember gotcha. that? Yeah, I remember that. No pun intended, by the way. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm the dad here. I make those jokes. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, they didn't have a, like a designated coach for a long time. Uh, and so, yeah, they, they kind of they picked up Bagel, uh, as, I think, just under a trial basis. But I think they realized that they didn't really need him. I mean, don't take my word on that, but I think that's what happened. That that seems to make a lot of sense. I mean, having someone step in and then just letting the t- players figure it out. Like, if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing. I think that's exactly what happened. Maybe it wasn't a, a fact of um, they didn't need him. I think maybe he came in and was, like, uh, introducing some coaching techniques that, like, just didn't you know they they were so used to doing things one way and it was working for them and he was like you know we need to start doing this this and this and this you know and they were just like oh they're like as good as an idea as that is like i don't you know like you just said like if it ain't broke why you know don't fix it you know um i mean it could have also been that so but we'll never yeah. know obviously and i mean certainly leading up to si tsm number one spot in north america pro league if and then they go to SI and they perform so well, like certainly if it ain't broke, don't, don't touch it. Like they've got a machine going right there. I mean, TSM stood toe to toe with space station gaming. And then like they had taken out, I can't even remember the runner's up name because nobody remembers second place. Are you talking about an SI? Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the second place was was Nip. But... Nip, thank you. I'm co- totally blanked on their name. I was thinking reciprocity for some reason, um, and fanatic couldn't couldn't put Nip in my mind. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they stood toe to toe with Nip, and they beat Nip in the first round. So, like they they have something really going there. And if there was just too much going on to shake it up, I could see them making that choice. But certainly surprising for a lot of people yeah it really was and i mean if 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 any of you guys have twitter you go on twitter right now you're just gonna see a bunch of uh, up in arms posts about tsm dropping him so i'm gonna have to check that out i think i think that would be good to uh see what's going on what people think uh i thought it was pretty funny i thought it was pretty funny earlier uh hyper from gz posted on twitter earlier today he's like He's like, this is my entire timeline today, and it's just a gif of a bunch of bagels dropping out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> harsh. That's harsh. Well, I don't think it was meant to be harsh. I think it was just because everyone's talking about bagel. Yeah. You know. But I mean, I, I it's it was funny. dropping bagels. Everyone's talking bagels. Like it's it. It all works on so many different levels. That's true. That's true no matter how you slice the bagel. The outside of that, there's nothing left to SI. We're number one. Go Space Station Gaming. That's That's been my pro team since I really started following Siege. So, And here I was predicting back in December that they're disbanding. Go me. I'm way off. 
but no one tunes in for my uh, knowledge uh, and skill of Rainbow Six. <laughs> I saw an interesting infographic earlier on Twitter. I, sh I should have thought to bring up. Let me see if I can find it again. But uh, it was a it was an infographic about how much uh, each team has like brought in in winnings. Oh yeah. Let me see if I can. I'll just save it here. I'll share it with you. So, Space Station, obviously after SI, uh, uh, is sitting at a, a comfortable 1.4 million in prize money one. Um, yep. Nip is sitting at 479,000. Uh, Empire, 380,000. TSM at 324,000 uh, and DZ at 232,000. That's a good showing. BDS at 212,000 and then the rest of the lot sitting sub 200. But no one walked away with less than $130,000. take into account five players a coach any other support staff so we'll just I round think up to this 10 is, I, I think this is all of the money that was in the prize pool for si yeah yeah that's so how I you think, break down yeah so space station got a million for winning nip got 500 oh, about 500k for second place i didn't know that this te these teams got that much money for just like being there and like getting far oh, yeah. like that's a lot of money you know um i didn't know so when i talked to some of the pro pro players in raleigh when i went you know i was curious i was like you know how much money you guys get for coming to land they're like well just making it to land um they got each of the players got a bonus of like six thousand dollars He's like, yeah, I got $6,000 just for being here. I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's an interesting fun fact on here, and I'm wondering how that happened. Fun fact, with $74,000, Team Secret is the highest earning roster not attending SI 2020. So maybe this is all of the prize money that these teams have won over time not just price pool from si it could be um this infographic is a little misleading because it doesn't really um say exactly what the money is from but i think it is i think it's the total prize pool money from si because i know the prize pool was three million dollars for the whole shebang so I think if maybe you add all that up, it might and, equate to and around that price pool three, might, three million. Uh, and that price pool may not have included the money from the battle pass because it was like 30% of the money raised from the battle pass went to the price pool also. Mm, yeah. So it probably doesn't That's include true. that. And so, there's, I mean, yeah, still, regardless, like Space Station Gaming jumping to the top because this was the biggest prize pool, I think, in Rainbow Six history. That had it, is, yeah. um, it definitely had the um, crowdfunding aspect to it, which just layers on top of this. I'm going to assume it's layering on top of this. 
but then like it's just it's a huge payout it it makes it all the more worth it to perform well like you see that jump of let's see only 5k from the bottom two teams but then it like jumps from 150,000 to 180,000 and actually you know what this is all prize pools um in the history because Navi and Rogue weren't there Mm-hmm. wait yeah, yeah Navi right. and Rogue are on that list but they weren't at SI so yeah this is pri- collective prize pools okay and you can see that down at the bottom of this graphic which I don't have a good way of sharing to show the stream but like Rogue has been to has been to six lands it looks like Four of the four of their attendances were not placing, and then two silvers. Space Station Gaming, a gold, a silver, and three did not place, or out of the top three. Yeah, so Empire's the Am only I... one. Empire's on there with two golds and a did not place, and they're third on this infographic and prize pool, which would make sense. Oh yeah, okay. I see the the rankings now. Okay, it's not a great and super clear infographic, so I think the descriptions work well enough. Yeah. So outside of that, I mean, we're on essentially a month long break until season eleven continues. Pro League season eleven will continue. So. We've got Challenger League stuff to look forward to. We've got more roster apocalypses to look forward to. We've got college stuff to look out for because basically all of the leagues are in like an eight-week first phase. Um, some are a couple weeks ahead of others. So like CR6 is in week one. Uh, CRSL is in trials number seven. Uh, which I'll get into that later, and then CEA is in week three, and so they'll be moving on to the CRSL will move on to the next phase soon. CEA will have like another five weeks of this um, of round robin within their groups. CR uh, and then C- yeah, CEA is doing that. CRSL doing that. CR six is doing eight weeks of I believe it's random matchmaking to kind of i think it's random i need to double check on that so don't quote me on that all these leagues and rules and everything and everyone running it different is getting all jumbled in my head (laughs) but cr6 is run exactly like last season so we'll keep it like that so anyone who's familiar with that will understand what it means and with that i guess i'll just jump right into college stuff The cool stuff, I mentioned this, I might have mentioned some of this last Saturday, but this is a refresher since it's been almost a week, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Trial six winners, six of eight. We have Sheridan College, another big contender from CR6 that I remember. Texas A&M Maroon, so I believe that's your A squad. Mm -hmm. Uh, University of Texas San Antonio B squad. So I think their A squad qualified for a different um, trial earlier. Um, And then Virginia Commonwealth University was the fourth to qualify from this trial. Which I don't know if I've really tracked any of their games 
in CR6. I think I've seen them. I just don't believe they ever made it out of groups or really made it to the top. <laughs> for, for a long, a light bulb just clicked in my brain. For a long time, I was looking at colleges for CR6, and for the longest time, I never knew what VCU was, and I tried to look for it. I could never figure out what VCU was, and then you... <laughs> There you go. Virginia all the Commonwealth answers. University. I have all the answers. For the life of me, I couldn't figure out what VCU was. Oh, trust me. I have that more than enough times with all these acronyms <laughs> and purple golds and state colleges, but then off in a different city and everything. It's like, what does... U-N-C-C-H-P-L-E-T mean like what? That's an exaggeration. U-N-C-C-H is University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. I know that one. Yeah, Sorry guys, I don't mean like, to joke on you. Uh, I, I tried to go track them down in CR6's Discord and usually when you like type at and then like their name in the Discord, it'll tell you like like who they are. You know, like you know, the little pre to like trying to autocorrect you. Right. And it'll say like, oh, this person, and then it'll have like their little school tag next to them, you know? I type all their player names. None of them would pop up. I'm like, these guys are <laughs> ghosts. They're ghosts. I, I cannot figure out what VCU is. I tried to type VCU in Google, and like it just did not help me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then this Saturday, if you haven't registered already, this is your last online qualifier for CRSL. When I say last online qualifiers, because the next day, Sunday, the 23rd, is the last trial, trial number eight, which is an eight team tournament in the bring your own computer section of DreamHack Anaheim. So they will be doing this live on LAN, which is honestly the first CR or college based Rainbow Six tournament that I've heard about so this is kind of a first and a really cool event for these teams to be able to take a part of um i just thought which dream hack did you say it was dream hack uh anaheim and this one this okay. weekend see this it's very what they're doing is very innovative and it's really cool and i like it but it's also really risky because how are they going to guarantee that all the teams can make it to anaheim we're, these are college kids we're talking about you know like um, like oh you know you're gonna come to Anaheim to play I was like sorry I'm a broke college kid I can't fly to Anaheim uh, nor do I have money for tickets so so the one know, cool thing know, was I don't know how oh sorry go, go ahead. ahead no no I was done talking uh, so they had discount tickets available um, and then they had I believe extra discounted tickets for anyone who was going to be going to the bring your own computer section. Uh, so there was that. And if I am savvy enough and if my computer can handle running Chrome while, while streaming, I can tell you three teams have already registered. We're almost there. Halfway there. Almost halfway there. Arizona state uh, university maroon team. I'm guessing that's their, a squad northern arizona university gold i'm guessing that's their a squad and then the afk experience which is also another northern university school Nor northern arizona university school 
So Arizona's showing up. They're driving out, flying out, whatever Wait, it takes to. Their team name isn't their school. Their team name is the AFK Experience. Yeah. Were they allowed to do that? It's on. That's what it is on the website. What the heck? So you you you'll, you. <laughs> I can look up the okay. roster. <laughs> That's. I mean. I mean. I. Yeah. I mean. I guess the team is allowed to name themselves whatever they want, but typically, you know, in college settings, it's like you know, you know, you know, yeah. X college goal or X college, you know, C or X college whatever. They're just no college. The AFK experience. The difference is, is that CRSL actually has bio pages for these teams. So you can tell what university they're from. So team name, the AFK experience, university, Northern Arizona University, staff members, coach, manager with their real name and their discord name. And then any of the players have their, what looks to be like their, uh, you play account name. So it's all okay. there so you can track them down and everything it's not even it's all public oh, i'm not questioning i'm not questioning the legitimacy of their that's just that's just funny to me that they name their yeah. team that oh i agree like uh, and it, it's something that i hadn't seen before so i mean it's not the a team clearly <laughs> And then the B team, like they're just goofing. But at the same time, if they can get two teams to go to DreamHack and go to the bring your own computer section, like eh, maybe a little jank with that. But, you know, it's a college league and they're trying to do something with a land. So we'll see how it pans out. But, yeah, I definitely agree. It could be risky of how how can you guarantee eight teams to get out there? what happens if a school like Northern Arizona University decides to flood with like four or five teams and where they know four of the five aren't any good and so that it just guarantees one of their teams going but then again how much money do you really want to dump into this so it's an interesting look I like seeing lands I hope we see more of it I hope we can see like a really strong college uh, college-based Rainbow Six League LAN that's more than just a best of or a round robin best of eight kind of tournament. Yeah. Moving so what on. are the t- uh, what, nope. sorry one more thing? Uh, what are the colleges that are that are supposed to sign up for the for the LAN? When? No, which colleges are? Did you say when you said three teams had registered? Um, are those the three teams that are supposed to be attending DreamHack Atlanta to yeah, play in those, the BYOC? those were the three teams that have registered so far that CRSL has updated all the their teams? website. That's who it. are all the That's... teams that should be? Any okay. team who hasn't won any of the other trials that wants to try and get into this very exclusive 32-team league after these can trials... Can go to the... Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. That makes, yeah, it's, that it's, makes it's so not much more a, it's not an invitational to the to DreamHack. It's just eight the first eight teams to register for Dream the trial number eight will be there for the tournament. Okay, that makes that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. All right, we can move on. All right, moving on. 
let's see we've got cea so i got to watch one of their matches that they streamed which i am still so thankful for cea streaming their matches right now i know cr6 said that they're going to get to streaming their matches and they have they have a volunteer sheet going on so streams will be happening for even that league this this season which is fantastic uh and i know crsl does streams whenever people come on so there's plenty of matches to watch which i'm really excited about but i got to watch the matchup between tennessee tech university and texas tech uh and these were both a squads and they're in the same the way cea is structured all of their divisions are um region based so these are all teams that are relatively close to each other re uh geographically so this was tennessee tech and texas tech and this was map one was tennessee's map on bank they ended up losing seven to four and then map two tech, obviously texas tech's map clubhouse seven to five for texas tech so texas tech is going to get three more three more points for their standings and um tennessee tech will get nothing this time around they actually have a interesting scoring mechanic where if it since it's a best of two you either half win and half uh lose or tie there's different breakdowns of points so like if you get a loss and a tie you get nothing or you might get one point but if you get two losses nothing two draws you get two points I think I think that's how it goes. It's just a, it's a different way of scoring than I've seen. So hmm. it's a it's okay. a interesting way of how that can play out. But winning both rounds, you get, or both maps, you get three points for your standings. And what this does is Texas Tech getting three points, they'll at least remain tied with Illinois or University of Illinois at Chicago if they win. And then it'll just be down to round differentials if they're still tied. But at this moment, Texas Tech is ahead with one more game played, and their round differential will go up by three or four this time around. So uh, only marginal gains, and it's something that University of Illinois Chicago could easily overcome with their match if they just dominate their matchup. And that's it for CEA. Let me struggle with the Battlefy website once again. <laughs> to bring up the CR6 spring season. I don't even know what to call this. This is like a free-for-all cage match, all the teams against all the teams, because <laughs> I think that there's no waiting for all of this. So round one, we had, like, for example, and we talked about this a little bit uh, off-stream, was Grand Canyon University Purple, which I'm assuming is their A squad, versus University of Minnesota Twin Cities Gold, I don't I don't recall seeing University of Minnesota Twin Cities Gold in any of the previous CR6 leagues. Uh yeah, so that's last spring new. this winter. So University I think they're a new team. And so Grand Canyon University was seed 22 and University of Minnesota is like 119th. So we know how good GCU is. They are a contender and they have been a contender like the last 3 seasons and they just dominated with a 2-0. I can't tell you what maps they were on, but I can tell you they won two to nothing. I really wish there was more information allowed on Battlefy. I really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, me too. 
let's see, some of the other matchups from week one saw CU Boulder Black, which was a huge uh, contender last uh, in the winter season for CR6. They won 2-1 to one against Ohio State University Scarlet, which I also believe is their number one team. Uh, University of Central Florida Black beat out Ole Miss Red 2-0. to zero. University of Wisconsin, I think that's Wisconsin. I don't know, but it's abbreviated, so I can't figure that out. Uh, UW-Whitewater, they're familiar contenders from last season as well. They 2-0'd Marquette University. Uh, Northeastern University, they beat out Texas State 2-0. to Trying to think, trying to find out some of these other... Oh, we just saw Texas Tech play in uh, CEA. Now here in CR6, they played against Michigan State University and they 2 owed them as well. I in these this first 8 weeks, I think we're going to see a lot of 2-0s because just because of the nature of the mismatch of skills. And with 140 teams, I believe. Yeah. So there's 140 teams, the likelihood of getting a good matchup is going to be really difficult and to say that these were all 2-0s doesn't mean that they weren't close matches. It's just we don't have the scores to go off of. Yeah. And round differential isn't even posted. So it's not a stat that Battlefly can support at this point. So I'll have to dig into those stats. And speaking of stats, my hope is to start getting access to the stats pages for each of these leagues and then compiling them into a massive master sheet and be able to start talking legitimate power rankings as we get more experiences across more different more schools and just seeing how this all spider webs out if i could do it and get a mind map to show where one team has played all of these other teams and just color code who won and who lost against <laughs> what like that would be a dream for me because data nerd production it happens um <laughs> and i think that would just be great to show i I mean, I've got this wonderful space behind me for a green screen. I could go up like a weatherman and start drawing lines between the two teams. Like, <laughs> that's, that's the dream. That's the podcast dream right there. Uh, so, yeah, lots of, I mean, there's going to be 70 matches, and there's been maybe 10 played so far in week one. Tomorrow's Friday and Saturday. We, we're going to have a lot of matches being recorded this weekend. So next week there will be a lot more to talk about in terms of matches from this week, matches from for next week, and just seeing how things start shaping up and see if I can get some clarification on how these matches are being decided. Ah, yeah, so, but I'm loving this. I'm loving this with three different leagues, streams happening, coming online, being able to watch, like, I've got an hour and a half long bus commute two ways each day. So... If there's a stream, I get to watch it, basically. I get to post on Twitter, little mini player on my phone, and listen to the commentary. So, casters, you're doing a great job just putting it out there, putting the information and the game out there in such an organized way. I really appreciate it. You guys are killing it. And being able to watch these matches really means a lot to me. As I'm learning, I'm learning a lot. Um, and then just being able to highlight everyone's efforts like i think that's the main thing that i'm getting out of this is just highlighting how much all of these students are really working 
yeah i mean that is a great way to uh to kill time second off i just want to i just wanted to readdress this thing that you casually brushed over is the fact that you take a bus for an hour and a half each way every day yes sir <laughs> you are a lot more patient than i am good sir it's it's where i get most of my social media done it's where i get most of my scheduling done it's where i catch up on sleep it's where i do you find... work in the next state over what's going on here <laughs> that's just how bad traffic is in the morning and the evenings and how miserable our public transportation is out here traffic do you live in la this is this is west side washington man this is getting into seattle like outside like na national worst traffic like seattle is right behind la yeah oh okay do you what, yep. do you live on one side of seattle and you have to work on the the uh, like the complete ass end of the other I side am, of seattle i am on the other side of a lake away from seattle seattle has three main entrances from the north from the east and from the south and i am northeast so I'm in like one of the most inconvenient places to get into Seattle at a regular basis. And I'll describe it a little bit better. My bus pickup spot is the second stop on the, on the trip. My drop off point is the very last stop on that. Oh man. Yeah. So I, I get to learn a lot about Rainbow Six and college esports while I'm staring at my phone. And I, I usually drain about 40 to 50, sometimes 60% of my was, battery in that one I trip. Was, <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, like, I would have to bring, like, a phone charger with me, you know, like, using my phone that much on the bus. That's why I'm glad I have a desk that has space for me to have a, a rapid charger at work. And so it's like plug in. Basically, I put my phone down and I pull up Twitter at work and just Twitter and Twitch at work. Listen to stuff, listen to matches as well. So then I'll take notes during lunch and everything and then get back to work or I'll record a podcast during lunch, too. And like if you don't have unlimited data, like it would almost be worth it to like buy a little like hotspot egg and take with you on the bus yeah it would it would totally be worth it and that's actually something i've been considering getting so that i can do <laughs> podcast editing and like more social media stuff just to be posting more often but right now i'm a phone i'm a phone junkie hmm. oh man but anyways is is that it for for cr6 or yeah. for everything CR6? Yeah, that, that's basically everything. Like, CR6 is in the middle of week one, so there's not a whole lot to go off of. The news that they're going to start streaming is a godsend. The CEA, week three, they're wrapping up week three. They'll move on to four. I think it's an eight-week group section before they move on uh, to their group play. And then... Uh, I have this graphic, which I can pull up for CRSL, just to better demonstrate what we are looking at for them. And so if on my stream, folks can see Crucibles, which they renamed to Trials, and they I 
think they nixed this invited team because they're doing Crucible number eight, which I don't know how that works out with Akron and Miami and the two fan favorites because if Akron and Miami didn't have to go through this, any of the trials, then I don't know how they're getting their spots into the league. I don't know. Uh, I can work on figuring that out. But the top, the four top four winners from each of the trials gets to be an invited team. They'll split the those thirty two teams up into four groups of eight. Each of those groups will be uh, broken down into fours, and those are play-ins. They'll get into re regional uh, playoffs, and then the top four teams go into the finals and grand finals. And so that's how we'll break down. We have trial seven this Saturday, trial eight next week, and then we'll move into the group stage, which will be a lot of fun to start seeing because the nice thing about CRSL is that it's purely an invite team there's none of this grabbing the open divisions and kind of mixing them in kind of cr6 style this is like isolated the ones who have won these are the top teams who went out and participated in competition so we'll see how this breaks down but i could also see this format being a little more volatile in the consistency of skills uh, of teams showing up so maybe they were hot against the teams that they played against there in their specific trial but then they might <laughs> nice cattail. Uh, but then they might have they might be up against teams that were stacked from another trial. So it'll be really interesting to see how that breaks down and see what names are involved. And mm -hmm. next week we'll do a recap of all of the teams who are in the invited teams for this, and then we can start. Maybe maybe you and I will do another bracket challenge. Okay. Yeah, but I'm that's down. that's it for for all the leagues. Any any last words for you for the week? Um, not really. But uh, next week we'll fill everyone in on any uh any potential roster updates for pro league if anything else happens over the week. I'll, I will keep my eyes peeled, um, and see what happens. And I will only update you guys with confirmed changes and try and keep the the rumors out of the mill here fair enough and i i'm going to make a bold prediction space station changes nothing <laughs> i i mean i don't know if that's bold i i, I can it's, it's I, certainly I not bold i mean if they didn't yeah. change anything for season 11 at the beginning, they're not changing anything now after they just won the whole SI bit. Yeah, I don't think they're going to change a, a damn thing. But uh, um, I'm trying to think of a team that might change something. Uh, EG, they Definitely. will probably change something. Reciprocity. Um, wreck. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Um. Yeah, I could see. Uh, maybe Tempo Storm. Definitely, since tempo. they are a uh, bottom of the barrel at the moment. Well, actually, since you brought that up, being at the bottom of season eleven isn't a bad thing. Why do you say because, that? Because no one's being relegated. They're expanding the team size, the team pool for season twelve to ten teams. No one's being relegated. 
I, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> but at the same time, no one wants to be bottom of the barrel, you it, know. Yeah, so. <laughs> no one wants to be down there, but it's the little the the cloud the silver lining to the cloud. Just because does, you does that suck mean no more doesn't mean you're... does that mean no, no more challenger league players are coming into pro league? Not until after season twelve. That sucks. Yeah. So I thought all the same of the Challenger League teams are are stuck. I believe so. I will double check that, and we will confirm this next week. But I believe I read. I think it was on Liquipedia. And let's see. Oh, In if season, that is yeah. the case, I. Yeah, it's right here on I Liquipedia. I feel so bad for uh, for easily. So in season 11, <laughs> exceptionally, there will be no relegation in the European and North American regions as the number of teams in Pro League season 12 will be 10. Wait, so that how many teams are there currently? I I, I don't keep count. There's, oh, so they're bringing two more? In. So the okay. Challenger League teams who win this season, they still get bumped up. Okay, okay. So that, that would make more That would be yeah. how that works. Unless, unless Ubisoft really just feels like screwing the Challenger League and just being like, "Hey, we're going. You can buy your way in," but I don't think they would do that. But yeah, I mean, how how about that? That actually works really well. The two bottom teams of of Pro League don't get relegated, and the top two teams of Challenger League they don't have to fight to get in; they just get in yeah that's that's nice so whoever's at the top is really lucky this season yeah really Which lucky we will have to talk about challenger league next week oh, oh uh i hope i hope I, I really hope disrupt makes it in a pro league they've been trying so damn hard to get into pro league and only for them to get their players poached by actual pro league teams. <laughs> that, that that poor that poor challenger league team, that organization has just been stripped dry. They have been I don't know if anyone is familiar with this route, but they have been in, in challenger they have been an organization and challenger league team for a very long time. And ninety percent of all pro league players have come from disrupt. They have all been poached from disrupt, starting from like season one. So disrupt has been wanting to get into pro league for so damn long, and they've been so damn close, only to get their players poached. And That's they terrible. just have have been struggling maybe maybe if they get a team together and get their asses in gear this season uh they can finally uh make their dreams come true so <laughs> well so right now we have it looks like x x rise nation and the susquehanna sonics um listed on the challenger league season 11 and so then there's six qualifiers, and then we'll see how that playoff breaks down in roughly six weeks. So that will be a couple weeks after Pro League starts starts back up again. Yeah, because Challenger League is like half the half of a Pro League season, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that <laughs> Challenger League starts this Sunday. 
or yeah. uh, sorry, this Monday. So there will be high high level quality <laughs> matches for the pro scene being played starting Monday, basically, and that will fill in the gap for the actual pro league. Yeah, uh, I will. I will watch those challenger league matches. <laughs> Awesome. Now that we've gone on a second tangent, now I think I'm done. I am as well. All right, then. I will catch you next week, and I will see everyone in chat next week. I'll see you, but you won't, or you'll see me. I won't see you. I might see a name, but that's how that goes. And if you are interested in listening to the podcast, because Syntax and I are just so charming, you can listen to the podcast, anchor.fm slash check your six and that's with the number six and if you feel like leaving a message with your feedback your questions your concerns your rumor mills by all means leave a message for me on social media at warlocker call or you can also leave a voicemail for the podcast itself anchor.fm slash check your six slash message uh and you can find syntax on twitch at at syntax gg and Twitter mm-hmm. at Syntax, right? At Syntax GG. Syntax GG. And so that's that's about it. And we will keep you all appraised of Pro League Drama, Challenger League games, and college-based leagues as well over the next several weeks until Pro League kicks back in. With that, adios. See you later, everyone. <laughs>